0: Not to poo-poo all over Skype right now, but that was just a little frustrating. That's because Tom's not here, so I'm feeling on alert here. He set everything up for me. It was super helpful. He has a little like piece of tape that says, press me where the record button is. I've, it was cute.
1: This is a big red button, too. That'd be awesome.
0: Dangerous. I like it. Dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I went on a ski trip this weekend with Tom and John, who's a developer in our office, uh-huh. and then my fiance and my future brother-in-law and his nice. friend. And it was really fun. Wow, that's a big group. Yeah, it was great. Had a really good time. So there's six of us. Went to Vermont, and skiing is just a lot of waiting around, kind of. I've only been a few times, so it was it was fun. <laughs> But we had a we had a great time. It was it was an awesome weekend.
1: That is true. Most of skiing is like <laughs> sitting or standing and not actually skiing.
0: <laughs> just like waiting. It's like going to an amusement mm-hmm. park and just like waiting in a line. <laughs> it was yeah. super packed. It was really really packed on Saturday, but they had like a funk band playing. I actually kind of loved it. I loved like hearing like a trumpet while we we're waiting to go yeah, on a lift. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so. A lot of skiing in Austin, I, I assume.
1: <laughs> yeah, so much skiing here; it's <laughs> it's unbelievable the amount of snow that we get.
0: <laughs> how, how, how are you doing? It's been a little while since we've we've chatted. I feel it has.
1: like I'm doing pretty good. I've eaten too much king cake. That's that's a, like that kind of wraps up sums up my life right now. Mm. It's just too much king cake.
0: Yeah, I, I feel that. I'm I'm ready for <laughs> winter to end. I, I feel like. In the winter, I just I'm more likely to eat cake than like an yeah. apple. So I'm I, also
1: I... going to be that person and eat it on the on the show. Oh my it's... god! I'm
0: watching you eat like a Danish right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had an Oreo on nuts. the way down here. That was my. Oh my god! That looks so good. Wait, can I see that? Wow. Was that? Did someone make that, or was that bought from a store? Um, it was bought from Whole Foods. Oh, so it's basically like someone made it. I think so. I don't know. Sounds amazing. I'm jealous. Last night after dinner, I, I was, I just said, I was like, I really want cake right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had a craving that could only be satisfied through like cake, and I didn't have any. So you can imagine my, I'll my send sadness. you some. Yeah. Mental. Well, waves. hopefully, I can get down there and I can eat some in person. Yep.
1: It'll be gone by the time you get here, but... Yeah, I know. We'll get another one. You can always freeze it.
0: Care. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's There's plenty of cake to go around.
1: <laughs> there is plenty of cake. How's your week been? What have you been working on?
0: My week's been good. It's been super busy. I'm working on some client work, on just kind of redesigning a flow, like a form flow, so... Just kind of doing a second pass and more of, a, of like a more of a, a wizard type flow through a form, more conversational, things of that nature. So I've been doing a lot of visual design this week, coupled with some recruiting stuff and some sales stuff. So it's been it's been good. I'm kind of a low having a kind of a low energy week. I think last week was pretty packed, and then I had that ski trip in the weekend, and then I haven't really had a chance to to unwind, so I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like slowly unwinding over the course of five days, if that makes sense. <laughs> so I can go for a slice of cake. Like, I can't stress that enough.
1: <laughs> I'm sort of in a similar bucket, but I'm interested to hear like how you slowly unwind from like an intense week last week and then like rolling into the weekend and doing traveling and like mm-hmm. things, lots of things. <laughs> How do you balance that out?
0: I just try not to push myself. I try and listen to when I need to just watch TV or just like yesterday I stood in my, in the kitchen for like 45 minutes and I didn't do any, I wasn't doing anything. I was just standing around. contemplating what I should do next (laughs) which turned out to be nothing so that was a good night (laughs) so I just I think during these times I just kind of push myself to not push myself you know like tonight I think I'm gonna go home and do some art like I'm gonna spend some time at my desk and just kind of like unplug but yeah it's nothing nothing crazy I just try not to overdo it you know how about you because you're having a similar week you said
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure that out because I was in San Francisco last week visiting our studio there and we had a lot of catch up over the weekend and kids had things going on. And so like coming into Monday, I was just like, oh my God, what Mm. happened to everything? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like last night, I spent a lot of my night doing chores, trying to like catch up from the time that I missed
0: Oh yeah, uh, time
1: time just like has this funny thing of like just going away.
0: I hear that. I mean, February's gone. That's insane. Right?
1: I've started to to talk to people about like second quarter goals. I'm ah. like, We're a couple of weeks away from from the end of the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Which sort of kind of goes back to like I know. How it was a couple of episodes ago. I think that you said that once you were a director you started thinking of the year and quarters. Yeah. And then it goes by so quick. It's gone by pretty quick.
0: <laughs> Try having a wedding at the end of the summer. I'm like, oh, wow. Like five months <laughs> yeah. from now is like the month when it's gonna like happen. That is crazy. Like it makes yep. time go by even even faster. And I'm I'm kinda sad though that it's counting down to the end of summer because i i'm just want summer to be here and stay here i don't want to think (laughs) about the end of it already it didn't even get here yet you know but my mind has been also like kind of months out i had this like ongoing accidental bit with Lindsay, the vp of marketing who's in boston because i was asking her because she's going to austin tomorrow Mm -hmm. but I'm like, oh, I might go too, like the same day. And I was thinking like the April trip, not, not March. <laughs> I did this three, like three times, <laughs> like the same thing. I'm like, wait, when are you going to Austin again? She goes, Thursday. And I was like, oh, when do you get back? She's like, Thursday. I'm like, oh, I'll be there probably Friday. And she's like, really? In like two weeks? I'm like, no, in April. Wait, it's April, right? She's like, what? (laughs) Like it happened like so many times. Um, I'm already in April. Like I'm I'm just, I've been a month ahead for the past couple months. It's so funny. Just, I just keep putting stuff on the calendar that's like weeks out, you know? (laughs) It's
1: been fairly easy for me to do so far this year. I don't know why. I was doing the same, like the same kind of thing. Where I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be April and in a few weeks, and and then and then it's May, and then when we're in May, <laughs> yeah. it's basically summer. And after summer comes fall, and then we're at Christmas again." It's just like, "Oh, oh wow, that went fast."
0: <laughs> Is it different though? Being in like, the same like constant weather for the whole year,
1: we still sort of have seasons. Like earlier in this week, uh, it was really cold. And by really cold, I mean like in the 30s.
0: Mm -hmm. That's cold.
1: Which is about as cold as it gets here.
0: That reminds me of Daylight Savings is (laughs) Sunday, which is awesome.
1: Which is a terrible design.
0: I know. But we all loved it growing up, you know. But that was such a pain in the ass because all of our clocks were analog. So we had to literally change everything. Or we would know what time it was. Um. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't have phones to tell us the time. So, back in the day,
1: my car used to never, that would be the last thing that I would change the clock in my car. Oh, and it yeah. would be like weeks after daylight savings. And people would be like, uh, is that the right time? I was like, nah, it's daylight savings.
0: <laughs> oh, it was so hard changing the, the clock in, in, uh, in Dan's car because the buttons are so far away from the clock. Like, <laughs> they're the most random a- little H and M little buttons that are like way oh, they down below by the radio. Buttons you know, for yeah. It? yeah, it's like kind of an oldish car. But I, I was just like, the amount of time I pressed on a screw for, like, I was just like, there has to be a button near this clock somewhere. Like, there has, you know, <laughs> like poking everything, trying to figure out how to change the stupid thing. And then I realized, like, oh, it's like a foot away from the clock. That might totally makes sense. Love car design. <laughs> Have you been in like a super new car recently?
1: I just had to get a super new car. Ooh. It's interesting because I my last car I had for a very long time. It did not have dedicated hour and minute buttons. So, <laughs> I think they were like secondary and this is why it took me so long to update it is because like I had to hit like radio preset buttons. It was like one was The minute and the like four or five was the hour or something like that. It was really weird.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: But the actual dashboard was awesome because it had a digital display for the speed, which is something that my new car does not have. I guess digital in that like like clock radio instead of the dial, it, it said like, oh, you're going 36 miles an hour. Which was very direct and I really appreciated it.
0: I wonder how that affects people the speeding. Because you're not seeing how fast you could go, you're just seeing how fast you're going. Do you speed less, Kyle? Are you like a less of a speed demon now? I'm just assuming that.
1: Yeah, I'm old now and <laughs> care less about getting places I don't places care. Faster. I love
0: going the speed limit. <laughs> if anyone wants to fight me, they can. I'd be in I'd be interested in that. Get out some aggression. Um, some road rage, because the Some person in front rage. of you is going, like, 30 miles an hour.
1: Yeah, I think in Texas, the police officers here are much more aggressive in
0: mm.
1: pulling people over. So I, while I've been here, I've tried to do exactly the speed limit so that there's no if ands, or buts about it.
0: Nice. <laughs>
1: Not Good worth it. Good for
0: you, Kyle. Does your new, super new car have a CD player, or is it only Bluetooth?
1: It has Bluetooth, and it has, like, a USB connection.
0: Okay, interesting. Because I was curious if... Man, what am I going to do with my CDs? <laughs> I'm <laughs> like... <laughs> it's so much shit.
1: Play Frisbee with them.
0: Oh, God. Like, sun catchers or whatever?
1: Mm-hmm. Coasters. They'd be oh, good coasters.
0: Yeah. One time, someone broke into Dan's car, like, in New York, and they apparently decided to skate around with his CDs on their shoes because all the CDs were just so scratched. He's like, what the hell happened to my CDs? Like, what did this person do? And they, like, took see C- Like, who? Just why? <laughs> why? <laughs> and one time they, they, they broke in. he's had a lot of little mishaps in street parking in New York. And someone once stole his iPod, like his old iPod second generation ipod like they they found it in this in the center console and he was like god that was like all my music from like high school and college was like on this one little brick and now someone has it and i always think about when you steal an ipod like what if you don't have the cord to update it and then you're stuck with this this person's music
1: (laughs) (laughs) I would also wonder why they did that. Like, I
0: know. It was so annoying.
1: Unless it's a new iPod, it's probably not worth very much.
0: No. It's just sentimental.
1: Right. Yes. I, I wonder about that with my phone now, iPhone seven, so it's yeah. now a few years old. I'm mm. like I leave it in my car uh not regularly, but every once in a while. And I wonder like someone's gonna break in and steal my like maybe $100 phone (laughs) and, like, cause more damage to my car because I want that.
0: That's kind of what happened. I mean, now that I'm thinking about this, this wasn't in New York. This was in Boston. This was in Cambridge. And we had just all played a show, like a music show. So we had tons of equipment in the car. Laptop, saxophone, guitars. And they sold the iPod they stole the ipod and a case of beer like that's what they took and he walked up to the car and saw the window shattered and he was like oh my god i started like hyperventilating like oh my god oh my god someone took all of our gear like someone took thousands upon thousands of dollars of equipment right and then we looked closer and just the ipod and like a 30 rack of just shitty beer (laughs) (laughs) so okay music tunes and some booze you know (laughs) So we lucked out, but that was annoying. (laughs) But so thankful. Yeah, because
1: it it costs more to replace that window than probably the value of the iPod and the beer put together.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yep, exactly.
1: So you said you've been working a lot on visual design. That seems like a change of pace for you. Do you enjoy the change of pace?
0: It's great when I have a lot of time to sit with it. It's hard to get into visual design when you're kinda of pulled every mm-hmm. so often from it. So I worked from home on Monday and that was a really solid opportunity to like have no distraction. And I spent the whole day basically in a sketch file, which was awesome. It's just when you're you're trying to crank some stuff out and then you kinda of have other things you have to That's like on your calendar, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, granted that's the same with any kind of work like this, even with coding, that's even harder. (laughs) I feel like you're finally getting into your groove, you know, but no, it's, it's been, it's been good. How about you? What are you, what are you working on?
1: I've been in a lot of meetings lately. So interviews and conversations with designers, sales meetings, all sorts of different things. My issue is sort of what you're getting at though right now is like, I'll have an hour to a half hour of a gap between. I'm trying to figure Mm -hmm. out ways to really make the best of that time. But also I've started to block out. And this is something that I, I did in the past, but lately haven't done, which is just like block time for thinking, writing, designing just because my time's being eaten up by other things.
0: Yeah, I, I've been more deliberate about blocking off calendar time for those kinds of things, especially when it came time for like to write reviews, like the 360 reviews that we did. Mm-hmm. I had to block off explicit hours to do that for sure. Um, and that's been really helpful instead of just being like, oh, I'll find the time eventually. And then because you just keep pushing it off until the end, which is totally human and natural thing to do. And that's something I would have done. But now I've been more deliberate with how I, how I spend my time and I've been trying to bunch meetings closer together. So I don't have those weird hour, half an hour gaps in between. Um, Well, half an hour is okay, but like, it gets to be hour, hour and a half territory. I'm kind of like, uh, it's kind of hard to get into something. It takes me like a little while to get into the flow. And then you kind of have to leave again.
1: Yeah. That's why I've been trying to think of like, what are the things that I can do that can be done in that time? And then I can do and like finish in uh, an hour. So like for me, those reviews, what the way that I did them was like pick two a day for the last like week ish and like take half hour breaks that I had and just say like, okay, I need to finish this. And this half hour, it just like has to get done before my next meeting. So I'm looking mm-hmm. for other things, I guess, to continue to make use of that time instead of like my default is like, oh, I'll just check email or I'll check Slack and catch up when that isn't always like the most useful thing for me to do with my time.
0: Yeah, I've had to quit Slack. Like when I get into those periods of time where I'm kind of in the in the flow, I have to quit Slack. Like it's even just exists to just for me to click into it. Even if I have no notifications, I, I still mm-hmm. go into it anyway and just click around <laughs> like I accomplish one little thing on a piece on like a sketch file like I add a button and I'm like well all right what's going on in slack you know and then I go and, just <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and then I go back
0: into the sketch I'm like that's so stupid Then I go back in the file and add a couple more things and I'm like what's going on on slack you know anything <laughs> like just get it out of the rotation like mm-hmm. it's uh, that's that's helpful
1: yeah <laughs> just having to open up slack slack's kind of nice because it takes so long to load too that you get to be really intentional about like okay i'm going to open this up and wait for it to load yeah and then look at my messages yeah, yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten the habit of closing slack out especially when i need to do heads down work like visual design
0: when's the last time you did some visual design
1: uh, i don't know <laughs> I mean, I would say that the stuff that I've been doing internally for the design team, some of that has a visual design component, although I didn't spend a lot of time with it. My client in October, November, a lot of what I was doing for them was visual design, but most of it was like prototype design. It was more about user flow and that kind of thing. than than creating a very polished piece. But it still had a visual design component.
0: Yeah, this is kind of. It does look a little bit polished, but it's it's still kind of rough. It's nice to just kind of have like a looser approach, especially when like we're going to be implementing it. It's nice to have a loose approach to mockups because we can do any refinements in the code. This is just yeah. a sign off on a general direction of where we're going to go. You know, so it's nice to know that. The ideation and iteration, it does not stop in Slack. It just starts there. And, I'm sorry, Slack. It doesn't <laughs> Sketch. stop in Sketch. It just starts there, and then it kind of lives on and continues
1: in code. Last week, we, we did a panel. It was me and James, who's the managing director in San Francisco, another designer and developer. So James has a background in doing iOS design and development. And we were on a panel talking about like how designers and developers interact and mm-hmm. like how to have good collaboration between the two disciplines. I think those kinds of conversations are always interesting. Uh, the only reason I thought of that was because you, you mentioned like, oh, like I'll refine design with, once it's in HTML and CSS.
0: How was the panel? Did you learn anything? Any, any insights from that you want to share?
1: I was on the panel. I was supposed to be giving the insights.
0: So you didn't learn. <laughs> no insights to be had.
1: No insights. For me, I, like I've been at ThoughtBot for so long that it surprises me that this is still sort of an issue. And I think we, one of the things that me and James talked about was just like the crossover that designers have to development and developers have into design. That we sort of expect all developers to be really good consultants and do product thinking with us. And that designers write HTML and CSS and think about implementation. And we're much more grounded in what can be done and what can be done quickly and are more aware of trade-offs in reality, I guess, dealing with business and technical constraints. So it was just like a conversation about that and about how, Sometimes that can be harder depending on like location of your design team and your development team and just the personalities involved. But I think general consensus was like trying to continue to build empathy between the two different roles and having that understanding and having as collaborative of an environment as possible.
0: As you were saying that, I was thinking about how nice it is that consulting is not an afterthought here. That is a skill that we help nurture, and we talk about a lot. In past jobs, it was just assumed that you knew how to consult and work with clients. Like that wasn't even much in the forefront. It was just kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, you have client projects, so go for it, you know, and you just get kind of thrown into the deep end. And it's just always assumed that you'll be able to work with a client, you know, and it's just like a separate skill set than actually implementing the thing. You also have to help build trust and get someone to pretty much allow you to do your job. (laughs) There's a balance there that it's kind of nuanced and it's nice that we spend a lot of time nurturing that.
1: Yeah, I think where there's the most value, if our clients understand why we're making certain decisions and are involving them in the process, the same kind of thing, you know, with the designer developer relationship. Having that trust, having that empathy, having that understanding of why decisions are made and from both ends, like us understanding the constraints of the business, whether that be budget or time or reputation, brand constraints, and them understanding the constraints that come with design and and why we are making the decisions that we want to make. So I I think half of consulting is teaching and half of it is listening.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I've always been on the same page, too, with developers and other designers here, like on projects. We were all just kind of have such a similar approach and value system. And people are so eager to learn and to teach that it's just always a nice push and pull between those things. You know, being eager to learn about your decisions and being fine with explaining why they've made their decisions. Like that transparency is important.
1: Yeah, I, that comes from just the respect that we have for everyone that works at ThoughtBot. I think mm-hmm. it's just understanding that we've all kind of gone through the same rigorous hiring process. And because of that, we, we have an inherent trust, but also just by working together and having that understanding. I think the other thing is everyone here is really generalist. And I've found that generalists are usually really eager to expand as much as their knowledge as possible And it doesn't necessarily need to be in a specific area.
0: Definitely. And I feel like the best way to learn those little general tips is just kind of pairing and like learning things that you didn't necessarily know you were going to learn or like you're not setting out to learn a specific thing, but you're just kind of with someone who's doing like implementing some kind of feature and you just kind of pick up a lot of little tips along the way. Like I think like I've learned the most about sketch through pairing, watching a designer do something and then me asking them like every few seconds, like, "Wait, what did you just do there? Like, what is that shortcut? Like, or what is that hotkey?" That is just like for me the easiest way to learn some of those tools. With Bem, too, I learned that by just pairing with Tyson in New York. And that just, that one afternoon changed how I wrote CSS, you know, forever <laughs> up through till now, you know, And that was just from pairing, which was yeah. great. I've also found that we are open to learning new techniques too. Right. So that's really cool. It's, it's fun when you tell someone like, oh, I have like a new thing. Here's like a new way of doing this thing. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm into that. Like, let me see how, how you do it. And they can take or leave it, but it's nice that people are receptive to to change
1: my hope is that that kind of ties back to our hiring practice but like we have a value of continuous improvement and we're hopefully hiring people that really strongly align with that continuous improvement value and so if we're all looking to continuously improve it should mean that we're always open to new ways of working especially if someone that we're working with that we respect that we trust is saying that it's a better way to work
0: Definitely. I say that a lot in the interview process, which we are hiring, by the way, designers (laughs) in all the offices.
1: And design directors.
0: Mm -hmm. And design directors. So, or product design team leads, um, Mm -hmm. whatever one, whatever phrasing appeals to you. That's (laughs) what we're hiring for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've talked a lot about our hiring process. One of the things that we are doing currently is is trying to experiment with different titles externally mm-hmm. to how we present the position just to see what will resonate with the right type of person that'll be good at ThoughtBot.
0: Because we know that design and like these kinds of titles are kind of loaded and people come to the table with their own assumptions about what they mean. Mm-hmm. So maybe not everyone knows what product designer means, but Perhaps they identify more as a UI UX engineer, but they're doing the same things that we do on a daily basis. So right. I think that's cool. I'm excited to see how that shakes out.
1: Me too. I hope I hope it works really well. Even like before we just call all of the designers designers. <laughs> that mm-hmm. And that's so right. the external facing title was just designer. And I think it was so vague that we were getting yeah so many random kinds of people applying both like physical product designers or, uh, like set
0: designers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've actually gotten like fashion designers apply before. So I think the vagueness around that title, we, we made the switch to product designer externally. I think that has led to better, Or more well suited candidates for our position, and so the the hope is that we'll continue to kind of narrow in on the right kind of fit for us, and the hopefully right fit for them as well.
0: Absolutely, I feel like you and I have a like a radio, like coffee show vibe right now. Like we're very like
1: (laughs) toned, toned down. We're very
0: toned today.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We are doing this in a, like, a random time to fit my, my That's random very schedule. Good. That's a really funny
0: point. Like, mid-week, midweek, right in the smack middle of the afternoon.
1: Yeah. It's not a normal Friday afternoon showdown time Man. where we get to have drinks. and.
0: We should have data on the time of day and the day that we record and see what kinds of... And find the optimal time to record... <laughs> Cause I know we done the mornings too on Fridays before this is our first or maybe second, like midweek one. I think we're both pretty tired right now when we record on Fridays for me personally, that's like the last thing I I do in the afternoon. So I'm a very happy camper (laughs) (laughs) and you have, you have a blood orange beer or something.
1: Yeah. Sometimes though, like I feel like on Friday afternoon, I'm just very burnt out we should we yep. should experiment, we should iterate on the the time,
0: I think so. I think it'd be fun.
1: Do Monday morning, first thing
0: okay. <laughs> I think we should, and then we should report our results out of when we we found the ideal time to record a podcast.
1: How are we defining success
0: I mean. We can't even define it by listens because I don't, I don't know if we have a big, <laughs> a big enough metric there. <laughs> we, don't,
1: we don't have any of those.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> a good question. How do you define success?
1: I read this this thread the other day. And I, now I'm going to have to send this to Tom. But basically, mm-hmm. this university could not send an email more than 500 miles away. And it sounds what? ridiculous. <laughs> it was like a support ticket that this university server admin had to look into. And he figured out that they were actually correct that they could not send because of some timeout thing. They could not send email more than 500 and something miles away. So maybe our podcast is like that to circle, circle that back. I'm thinking like our podcast can only travel so far.
0: Five hundred, twenty five (laughs) thousand, six hundred miles. I mean, how do you measure measure the length it takes to send
1: tentative. tentative?
0: Oh, you know what? I had an idea of a segment we can do. And it was like this is so random, Kyle. Like, this was this was a very random like shower thought, you know, like just kind of crept in out of nowhere. Those are the best. Like a segment called the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, <laughs> and then we 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 pick a topic, and we say what's good about it, what's bad about it, and what's ugly about it.
1: Oh, I like that. Could we next? So when we do this,
0: like right now, let's try it.
1: Oh. I was going to say we need, like, Western music in the background. Like, yes. showdown music.
0: See, I told you it takes <clears throat> us 10 minutes to end the podcast, right? Like
1: Because we, I, <laughs> we just yes and each other <laughs> until we're like, oh, we need
0: to go to the next meeting. <laughs> so, quick, think of a topic. Let's do your cake that you're eating.
1: Oh, my king cake?
0: King cake. The good, the bad, and the ugly. What's the scoop?
1: Do you, you don't know what a king cake is? It has a baby in it. <laughs>
0: what? huh okay is that good bad or ugly do
1: do Mardi Gras
0: ever no I never Uh, been
1: I haven't either but I think it was in French class when I was in like middle school we used to celebrate Mardi Gras because I don't know why the two are related but you have a king cake and there's a baby in the king cake and I think the person who gets the baby in their piece of cake is like lucky for the year or something like that and there
0: they are. Oh, it was that king? easy, huh? Did you find the baby?
1: Dawn got Whole the baby. Did Hopefully put are, a baby in it? I guess legally they have to keep the baby separate. And oh my God. Yeah.
0: Because it's a choking hazard. <laughs> so no, who the put baby's baby included? In the included. It's own separate plastic prison.
1: Yeah. And then you okay. have to put it in yourself.
0: So the person putting it in knows where the baby is? Yes. Would you say that's the good bad or ugly part of the king cake of the whole foods brand where the babies outside
1: (laughs) i think the the good is the filling the like cheese and jelly filling that is in this cake Mm. is really good the bad is the sugar on top is like crunchy i don't know if they they got the crunch earlier while i was eating my cake there's definitely like a giant sugar cubes
0: really ew yeah that's they're just not lying there and plus cheese and jelly is a very okay now that i say it that way it's It's like a cheese and
1: jelly danish it's super good ugly i don't i don't know
0: what's the what's the baby look like
1: (laughs) it's like a little miniature like like, plastic
0: is it like wearing a diaper like what does it look like
1: (laughs) yes i think so i don't know i didn't look that closely it's just a little like inch size like plastic figurine
0: that sounds ugly to me, so I think that's the correct <laughs> that's the answer.
1: That maybe is the ugly.
0: <laughs> Would you say that the sugar rush and crash? What oh, category is yeah, that fall under?
1: My, the ugly was me at like 4 o'clock yesterday <laughs> when I was just like dragging through my day after I ate like a quarter of the cake.
0: <laughs> this cake sounds like it's good in that it keeps regenerating itself Yes, you're still eating it.
1: It, like, calls my name, (laughs) I swear. I gotta go eat more cake. Okay, I gotta
0: go, Kyle. Let's do the outro now. (laughs) You can find show notes at tentative.fm slash 68. You can tweet at us at tentative.fm.
1: What else do we What else do
0: we need? You can email us anything you want. Email
1: us at at host.tentative.fm. Rate us on iTunes, Twitter, all the things. Yes. That's it.
0: All right, Bye.
1: Bye. (laughs) I really hope that Tom plays some like Western music all- over all of that.
0: Okay, let me let me give him a little like intro so he can k- paste it into the beginning. Wait, I don't know how this is going to work, but <laughs> the good,
1: the bad,
0: and the ugly.
1: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
0: wah, wah, wah. Is that how you just did nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. who decided that that was the western theme
1: i don't know this podcast was brought to you by thoughtbot we are experienced designers and developers who turn your idea into the right product with local studios in boston san francisco new york london austin and raleigh let's build something great together